everybody, and welcome back to part two of our Eminem review for Recovery, the album. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. Whoa, you screwed up your own name. I did. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. That's her name. She didn't screw it up. Mm-mm. Uh, and this is the Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break down classic hip-hop albums like Eminem's Recovery, full album review, keyword plug. Um, we do that. We break it down in full, track by track, going through the whole project, giving our thoughts and opinions on every song. Mm-hmm. This is part two of Dos. what's likely going to be Deuxième. a three-part review because there was a lot to say in the first part. It took a while, so we chopped it up at track six. So we're going to give a little recap, right? So I was presenting my grandiose album theory, upon which Cold Wind Blows kind of follows up the whole relapse story which mm-hmm. you can check out our relapse review if you really really want to catch up you got a whole bunch of m&m if you want to check them all out but like in terms of the story i feel like recovery serves well as like a part two but in a different direction and i thought it was really cool and it actually makes me appreciate what he did with revival a lot more to a point where we may even may even take a little relooksy at it or something because i want to at least look at the story of it okay um so Cold Wind Blows kicks in, and it's almost like after announcing to the world he's coming back in between, critics kind of give him a little bashing. And so Cold Wind Blows addresses kind of like he's back and he's going to be himself, but it almost seems like nobody's excited and he's just kind of justifying this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Talking to myself kind of takes the entire concept of recovery or relapse, sorry, breaks it down into a single song and it's like well i wrote y'all an album explaining it in freaking code nobody was listening so i guess i was talking to myself that's mm-hmm. the short version mm-hmm. then he takes shots at critics who can't rap fair enough i can rap i don't feel bad uh won't back <laughs> down is like on you know i'm gonna keep going i'm on a little bit of a rager yep that's what it kind of feels like he's mad he's he's freaking out and then white trash party wtp kicks in and it feels like he's really just going at it but it almost feels like it's a simul- he's having fun again a little bit and it almost feels like this is like a, a parallel to like a period in his life where maybe he's kind of fallen off the wagon again or something and it kind of elicits that then he gets to this going through changes track which is where we were just at where it's like all of a sudden he comes to grips with like his real emotions and he can't keep doing the same stuff that he was previously doing and i guess that would be like the short version of what the album story has been so far and we just need to say one more time wtp is a fantastic track and if you have not heard it you absolutely need to hear it it is fly in my opinion now that that's done why don't we talk about the song that many people probably like were inspired by at one point in their life Mm -hmm. and got a lot of us to stand up to our demons and say i'm not afraid i mean i'm certain bonnie has stuff to say about this track (laughs) but like I mean, I remember when this dropped. I remember that, like, feeling of, like, wow, he's back. Or mm-hmm. it's going to be, maybe it's different, whatever. But but it wasn't that. It was, like, it was just such a strong song, right? And you listen to it. This was, I believe, the lead single off this project. The whole um, Relapse project had uh, just come out. Everyone felt kind of weird about it. Let's be honest. I felt kind of weird about it. And then you got this. And it was such an honest and like breakdown of whatever, you know, when you get like albums from like, you know, from Infinite down to the last Relapse album, you still shit. And, you know, you get this whole sense of like accomplishments and that 
chorus and everything but it was just i'm just curious to all y'all watching if you were if you remember that moment of when this came out and if y'all also had this like holy shit like moment like this song just hit so hard and connected so well like i know a lot of people that to this day will say this is their absolute favorite eminem song and the way it hit them and inspired them is just really 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 profound so i don't know i was curious if y'all had a, a similar kind of reaction but uh yeah how do you feel about not afraid yeah i mean essentially i think that this was the very first time i've ever listened to this song um when i was like you know reviewing this wait, wait um, you've never heard it before i don't i don't think so <laughs> Whoa. uh like i mean maybe i've heard it before like maybe it was in like a movie or something and but like i'm not remembering it or like Maybe I've heard it before, but it's uh, to my knowledge that I can think of. I don't think of, I know this song. But anyways, um, so he is letting everyone know that he is not afraid, um, specifically to take control of himself and to encourage others to to do the same thing. And um, he's he's letting everyone know that he's with you and that you're not alone. And if you're not alone, then neither is M. And so he feels that there's like a togetherness um, for everybody that's kind of going through a struggle together or has gone through it and, you know, can relate to what he's going through and whatever, you know, just like in terms of, uh, I mean, just addiction and things like that. Um, so it's definitely like a community and they're, they're all in this together. Um, and he is going to fulfill his destiny and achieve his dreams and there's nothing that's going to stop him really. So it is, um, an uplifting and like inspirational song, um, you know, for a lot of people and he's very honest, uh, in it, which is, you know, good. You always want honest, honesty. Um, and he is basically saying he's learned from his mistakes and, you know, he's learned, you know, what to do from past albums and maybe how people reacted and, you know, things like that. Um, but he is still going and he is still going to, you know, keep on trying. Uh, and he got clean and he knew that he could do better. And that's why he made the decision to, um, you know, clean, clean himself up. So it is a very, very good, um, beat it's uh it's well wrapped uh it's an honest um true message and lesson at the same time and it you know it's relatable to a lot of people who have gone through uh maybe some like bad situations you know in involved in like you know addiction or whatever else um so i give this a 4.5 on 5. i i mean this song brings a lot to the table it's a pop song Right. Mm -hmm. And like we're talking the kind of pop song where like my mom probably likes this as like a fun Eminem song that she'll put on. Mm -hmm. It's got like real wordplay going on. Like just to give you an example, like he's married to the game like a fuck you for Christmas. His gift is a curse, which is interesting. Right. Because that almost references some old shit when he kind of brings up that. I don't remember what album it's on. But then the idea of like a fuck you for Christmas. If you got that for Christmas, that gift is a curse. It's literally a curse. It's fucking swearing. Yep. But it would also be like a shitty gift. And in that way, it's a curse. But also his gift is a curse. <sighs> Forget the earth. He's got an urge to pull his dick from the dirt. So as in like pick himself up. I mean, he's going to fuck the whole universe because he's bigger than the earth. Yep. I'm just like, I don't think I really caught that bar. 
when I before like caught how clever this was because it's only really recently I started to understand. I'm not gonna lie, that bodied movie really did a lot to explain how to analyze some of these lyrics. So yeah. thanks, Coney Sparks. <laughs> um, and I don't know that I would have caught how brilliant some of the writing is. I mean, I I caught it, but I'm catching it faster now is what I feel like. And I think that's some of the the brilliance of Eminem is on top of telling you just like the, the global like narrative is that when you really take the time to like break down, you're often rewarded with some level of, oh, that's clever when you when you do get through it. Although I have to admit in some of the tracks, it's like, oh, those poop jokes are clever. <laughs> and it's a little bit yeah, sometimes Yeah, I mean, he, he plays with words in, with all different topics. I think this is pretty fresh. This is all good. And with the exception in this track of the albums, there's nothing that dates this song. You can listen to this song to this very fucking day. And the only thing that makes it sound dated in any way from a lyrical perspective is that my last relapse album, it's not his last album anymore. Mm-hmm. That That's it. it. Otherwise, it's just this honest and amazing track. Like verse one. That's the way he starts it. Like, you can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them, but you won't take the sting out these words before I say them. So it's like the words aren't, it, it's, it's everything. Like, it's more than just words on a paper, you know? Right. And then it proceeds to go on to, like, how he's going to come back and take over regardless of what the world thinks, you know? And all those who look down on me, I'm tearing down your balcony. Get it? Because it's a balcony. No ifs, ands, or buts. Don't try to ask him why or how he can he. You know, it's almost like, well, I did all this. You know what the fuck is up as he lists the next albums. Anyway, so he's going to come kill it. Yep. Though he does say whether he's on salary, paid hourly, and you're like, bruh, you're not on either. You're on, like, <laughs> fucking next level commission residual shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, and then you get the whole, fuck the whole universe, and then that chorus when it kicks in. Because in the beginning, it kind of has the soft version, and then it just kicks in. And you're like, I'm not afraid. But you've already been conditioned, so you're actually able to sing along because you started the song with it, and you just do. And then it's got the callback thing. And then he's got like just that part where it's like, we'll walk this road together through the storm, whatever weather, cold or warm, just letting you know that you're not alone. Holla if you feel like you've been down the same road. I don't know about y'all watching this, but I've been down a road or two kind of like that. And I felt a lot of the things Eminem has projected in his oscillations and negativity and why he feels those things. Like I can kind of relate to a lot of Eminem's life. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, like I'm not like a full-blown drug addict as an example so on that part but I would lie if I would just say I don't have an addictive personality I mean you can't create this many videos if you're not addicted addiction is very prominent in my life you know so hearing a track like this is crazy and just to have a guy like Eminem be like I'm here I'm, I'm gonna walk with you down this and then come in with like the next verse you know okay Mm -hmm. quit playing with the scissors and shit and cut the crap so you know instead of playing with the scissors use them to cut the crap as in stop lying i shouldn't have to rhyme these words in a rhythm for you to know it's a rap and uh, that line always was weird to me because i'm like but you're supposed to rhyme them in a rhythm that's your (laughs) fucking job but you're right it's a rap as in you know it's over or whatever come on dude uh you said you was king you lied through your teeth for that fuck your feelings instead of getting crowned you're getting capped and forever, I thought he was targeting somebody. And then I realized he's probably talking about himself. 
and throughout all of this moment, right? Mm. This whole thing is is okay. kind of addressing himself. Like I had to stop lying to myself. King Mathers was supposed to be the album before uh, Relapse or oh, whatever, right? right. Yeah, I remember you said that. you was king. You lied through your teeth because probably the album was trash. Right. I don't know if it was trash. Fuck that. You know, for that, fuck your feelings instead of getting crowned and getting capped. And, you know, drug overdoses and shit. Mm -hmm. And to the fans, I'll never let you down again. I'm back. I promise to never go back on this promise, kamikaze. In fact, let's be honest. That I just wanted to, that was a little funny to me because, honestly, kamikaze just, just seems a little petulant. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys love it. Some of my modern Eminem opinions aren't popular with every one of the Eminem fans, but... Uh, he's right. He never went back on that promise in the context of drug addiction and shit. So I want to take it back and say in the seriousness of the song that it's legit. Okay. He didn't go back on that promise. And he recently did is like 10 years sober or something. So like, honestly, a big respect to him sobriety. And it's not a laughing matter. Okay. See, I chastise myself. Um, but then he goes, in fact, let's be honest, that last relapse CD was in perhaps a random accent into the ground. Relax. I ain't going back to that now. And honestly, it was at that lyric where I think a lot of us was like, thanks, Em. We really needed you to say that to us. Like, we needed that. I don't know about you, but I remember having conversations about this shit, okay? Like, this song was really profound. And then to follow it up with something I believe both Bonnie likes, I'm saying is that get back, click, clap, blow. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely the best part of the song. I don't agree with that. Anyway, <laughs> and then it just falls out, and the rest of the verses, he's just like back, right? <clears throat> and then there's that bridge. Where he gets into singing Eminem. And I believe this may be where he lost a lot of people in this drop who wanted the hardcore shit. And I just can't keep living this way. And it like really just has that singiness to it. So starting today, I'm breaking out this cage. And then his whiny, singy voice where I like it. I really, really do. Uh, I'm standing up. I'm going to face my demons. I'm manning up. I'm going to hold my ground. I've had enough. Now I'm so fed up. Time to put my life back together right now. And you're like, damn, that's honestly like profound, mature. And when you're a person, when you when you look at somebody who may have done a lot of, let's say, wild things and dangerous things to themselves, mm -hmm. and then they proceed to go, I got to get my shit together and I'm going to fucking do it. I think it means a lot to everybody. And that was pretty fresh. I really respected that. And then there's that third verse where... I feel like he takes everything he's done and emotionally just the beat changes and shit and he almost like gets real serious. It was my decision to get clean. I did it for me. Admittedly, I probably did it subliminally for you. And you know, you hear that and it's like, damn, that's actually what you can tell. He's like fucking serious. So I could come back a brand new me. You help see me through and you don't even realize what you did. Believe me, you, you know, and the fact that he's taking the opportunity to like thank all the fans who gave him like a reason to fight back and shit, you know, he's been through the ringer, but they can do little to the middle finger. I think I got anyway, the rest of the song flows out as he like swears to be like the best he's going to be. And then it kind of ends on one of, I think, the coolest lines. Because the way I feel, I'm strong enough to go to the club or the corner pub and lift the whole liquor counter up because I'm raising the bar. And that implies mm -hmm. in the double entendre that he can go to these places where alcohol and things are going to be present and be stronger and above it because he's raising the bar yep. of his life and both the quality of his music and stuffs. And I thought that was pretty cool. 
I thought like ultimately this track is pretty phenomenal. When I first re-reviewed it, I gave it a 4.5, but then nostalgia has now kicked in, and <laughs> I, I have to give this a five. I think this song really resonates in a in a really deep and visceral emotional way, where maybe you have to have related to it in a direct way, but this song is honestly an anthem for people who kind of on a road to recovery of some kind. I yep. think this may be like the pinnacle moment of like this album. And then after he's not afraid to come back in because the story does continue, we start where Chad referenced earlier his love affair with hip hop, which is going to become like the predominant theme for the rest of the album. Um, and he's going to start to imply the arts of seduction. That's right, folks. On the lady of hip hop. How do you feel about seduction? Um, I think... I feel like it's a different sort of uh, Eminem beat, like something different that we wouldn't normally hear from him. Um, and you know, again, it's the same sort of thing. Not giving up. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna, you know, make it through. Um, and that the fact that he still gets girls can basically get any girl. Um, you know, he doesn't really have to try. He just can be like, I'm Eminem, and you know, somebody's gonna want to sleep with him. Um, so he, he's basically saying that he gets all of these girls and he barely tries um, because groupies want to bang him regardless. Um, and that's feel I feel like that's what all I got out of this one. Um, this is probably my least favorite song on the album. Um, I really didn't like this one. I didn't connect with it. I didn't find any, anything about it um, like standout worthy. I gave us a 3.75. I mean, I think on the one hand... This is a really amazing song in his catalog because I don't think there's a whole lot that actually sounds like this in his catalog. Mm -hmm. which and that's definitely For something. a guy like Eminem, I mean, not to say that he's not versatile and can't do a whole lot of stuff, but, like, it's not often you're hit with something so out there that you're like okay what the fuck you know that which yeah. is kind of your experience the first time you hear this especially because maybe as we've established he's no longer with kim perhaps he just wasn't single and able to be smashing a bunch of groupies to be true in a position and i know eminem has there's a couple of girls if you look for the groupie stories that have professed to have fornicated with eminem and he's a perfect gentleman every time is what i've heard he's quite mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what i can tell he's up there with the guys you'd want to sleep with if you were that variety because yep. he's like really classy and respectful and shit yeah I've heard, well, I mean, I've heard from, like, people, like, I've, you know, seen on, like, other people who've met him or encountered him or dealt with him um, from, like, whatever else uh, on YouTube and stuff. So, and they all say great things. But, um, basically, you look at this song and it's, like, you got the Sly Jordan thing going, like, mm -hmm. a verbal seduction, seduction when I tell him girls on the star. And I think you're supposed to be kind of distracted by the girls in this song. I think, yes, he's trying to say line for line all things considered and i think it's it's responding to the stereotype of how rappers are gonna fuck your girlfriend and right. eminem is laying down what are you saying i'm fucking eminem i'm gonna come in and take your girl but then let's look at it in the perspective of your girl is the attention of people when it comes to this music hip-hop game and in a sense this whole song is battle rap at the rest of the game 
and it's saying because damn but it's targeting a person right mm-hmm. it's i'm gonna take your girl the whole song it's not like and and you got to think about it eminem hasn't been in the game other people are considered on top at this point etc and i think eminem's kind of back and then he's established that and then he's coming in with something crazy new like slapping the fuck out of people by proving with some like eloquence his skill yeah and because honestly i want to fuck your girl songs are often very boring but like <laughs> it starts off with like i feel like a morphine into something so that's so incredible and that morphine can be like homophone to morphine mm-hmm. and this song is wavy like a drug trip yeah, like that right i agree that endorphin all competitors but to get your girlfriend in check it's psychological warfare endorphins affect and so he's kind of playing mind games with everyone like writing a diss song at the industry metaphorically using a, it's a mind game it's it's a subtle thing it, you know that's how i perceive that and that's kind of his approach that's he's very tactful and he's got a lot of money behind him from market research and shit and he really is tactfully gonna come in and i believe he swept the grammys and everything mm. your self-esteem shatters as i dialect comes blasting out your deck she loves me such passion you'd expect the sort of reaction from her yet you strong arm you're fucking corny you try to turn your charm on and i think that's him kind of showing how people maybe take advantage of what hip-hop is and try to be cheap with it and cheapen the art form with stuff like maybe auto-tune and reliance on stuff and that's what he's trying to kind of allude on so you're whack by comparison you because you think you're bishop the donjon but if you think you're fucking with me homie you're on one so if you like look at it a good like modern example that bonnie probably wouldn't know what i'm talking about would be like maybe the j cole lil pump situation maybe didn't handle it the same way but the way like Lil Pump is jumping on this fuck J. Cole shit I'm the shit etc etc whereas like bar for bar J. Cole's clearly the more talented MC but and I'm not this isn't commenting on J. Cole's reaction or anything like that but it's more like you got to imagine that Eminem's probably also getting hated on by a lot of people you ain't this you ain't that Mm -hmm. and so he's kind of reminding everybody y'all think you're something to me you're just corny you know Yep. Your boys are like, she's fucking with dudes. She wants some. Homeboy, you better get a clue. She's on my dick because I spit better than you. Right? So if you think about that line, spit would be like maybe spit on the pussy, whatever, you know, it gets all in. But really, it's hip-hop loves me. People love my shit because I'm a better fucking rapper than you. Yep. What you expect her to do? How you expect her to act in the sack when she's closing her eyes, fantasizing and digging her nails into my back to this track? and then he's pointing out like when people hear this track they're gonna and it's kind of got a sex vibe i could see how in his mind like people would have literally wanted to fuck to this track maybe you don't that's okay and then he comes in with the seduction seduce ain't nobody who's as good as what i do and he's like really breaking it down how like he's the shit and then i think the second verse is what kind of uncracked it for me and it's always been one of the best flosses i think i've ever heard a rapper drop like i've never heard a rapper drop something like this when trying to impress a lady she's sitting there getting liquored up at the bar she says it's quicker to count the things that ain't wrong with you than to count the things that are and so if you think about the way people criticize a lot of rappers you know you could say that's a, a way certain heads will describe certain mcs and then there's a seven disc CD changer in her car and I'm in every single slot Yeah. and you're not. Ah, oh, I'm the logo on the Dallas Cowboys helmet, a star. 
And I'm like, oh, because remember back when cars had multiple slots? I do remember those cars. Yeah. You would go in the back and put them in. And the fact is, as of recovery, it's his seventh uh, album. And you're like, shit, eh? That's a flex. Like, all those other rappers, money's this, that, mm, that's not a flex. This is a flex. That's very true. Very true. And I'm it like, is a great line. It is, it is impeccable. It is the best. And that's why he's going to steal your girl. Because your girlfriend's my fucking fan, unlike everyone else. And it's not often that anybody can, like, pretty much go and say, your girlfriend likes my music. But Eminem can probably say that to a lot of people. And it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm certain there's, Wayne could, could say that to a lot of people. But I think Eminem might have a bigger reach on that one. Um, anyway, and just keep rhyming one syllable. Nah, switch it up, then watch them hit. Is not any kind of fucks up his flow a bit, but not like crazy. He just has fun with it because they're not good enough. But I'm not giving up till I get my respect and I won't stop till I get enough because I'm not living up to my own expectations. That hater alarm is sound enough. And I thought it was interesting, right? How he like kind of says, nah, whatever. I'm gonna step up, I'm gonna bring it to new levels because fuck your expectations. My expectations require it. This is about me again. Um, and then I kind of like how he just like ends it with it's your bitch on my dick ain't my dang fault man I can call it and I can't call it seduction it's because it's like almost too easy and I guess it's true if there was a person alive today greatest of my lifetime I don't like the phrase of all time the greatest of my lifetime <laughs> thus far up until the future <laughs> comes would be Eminem as far as MCs go and I say that yeah. not to be a stan but He's got a lot of elements that even better. There are some dudes who can lyricist him, but then they lack elements like the songs and the compositions. Like a good example is K. Reno. Honestly, bar for bar is fucking interesting. He might not be as graphic or violent, but dude can make a diverse. Like he released like 46 al- tracks this year and like a four piece album. And yeah, I went he through, never stops. <laughs> but I went through them all. And, like, there were no two songs that were about the same thing. And you can't say many people can pull that off. I think Eminem and K. Reno are, like, two of a few MCs that are, like, that versatile in terms of being able to be this lyrical and dense with the puns, but also to make it, like, every single track is alive. Um, I'm certain, depending on you, most people would think Eminem is better, but if you haven't heard him, give K. Reno a, tr- a chance because, dude, if you like, if you're just into lyrics and whatnot, it's pretty fresh. But still, Eminem, if we're playing lyrical tug-of-war with your ear, you hear it, girl, come here, put your ear up to the speaker, dear, while I freak this world premiere, seducing her, loosen up. And that's when I'm like, nah, this this isn't really about a girl, is it? Like, this, Eminem wouldn't be so blunt, you know? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. This whole song is, like, shitting on other rappers, and he's just kind of taking the spot because yeah. the girl is hip-hop, like I said. Otherwise... I don't know if there's any other like other other lyrics out there, but I do like the maybe prick you're feeling that bullshit. You think you're giving them syllables, quit playing these beats that ain't nothing to fool with. And that just reminded me of that song Syllables with like Eminem and Jay-Z and all them. I don't know if y'all remember that. Uh, when we get to our extra Eminem songs part <laughs> of after we're done the studios, studio albums, we'll include that one in there and we'll talk about it then, I guess. But what y'all sure. think about syllables? It is not about a hot beat or whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you know the song. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm all, I am the opposite of what you are like. You're a microcosm of what the fuck I am on the mic. It's like, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely yeah. about other rappers. 
Um, so I, I think it's cool. And once I realized what the track was about, and I, I realized that it was pretty clever, and if you think about it, after not being afraid, what are you supposed to do? Get back into the competitive sport of hip hop and murk some motherfuckers. Yep, I guess and so. And he absolutely accomplishes that with seduction. Hmm. And he does it in a new way where, well, by new, I mean, like I said, different than most of his catalog. And then just to prove that Eminem is like on top of shit, mm-hmm. he goes ahead, swallows his ego, and invites a guy that people are, are saying at this time is a better rapper than him onto a track. Let's talk about No Love. The next time I go and perform at a hip hop karaoke, there's a high chance that I'm performing this very song because it is absolutely motherfucking fresh. <laughs> First of all, there ain't a white person in North America that ain't into the Night at the Roxbury and the the whatever the Hadaway song is actually called, you know. What is love? What is love? And, you know, you got the... Every one of us knows this shit. Yep. I don't know. I haven't even seen the movie, but I still know really? this shit. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, that's going on the list. <laughs> Probably not. Um, this, <laughs> this list is big. Albums. Tell her we need to review more albums. Sometimes, watch. We're we, gonna get, sometimes get a, we get to watch, watch. Somebody's going to like sign up and be like, Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think about this track? Um... Well, right away, like, I like the transition from the last song onto this one in, like, terms of, like, the album composition. Um, I really like the use, obviously, we've talked about it now, of What is Love. Um, And it's, and at the beginning, we have, like, the classic, like, like, lighter sound, um, which is, you know, I feel like a typical sound, you know, Lil Wayne, he's going to smoke up, he's going to sing a song, he's going to do what he does. Um, and Little Wayne's verse is fine. I didn't think that it was like the best I've ever heard of his, but I did like what he was saying. Um, and I'm just trying to like see if there was like anything that like really stood out to me right now. Um, but I don't even know how to respond. I'll go through the verse, don't worry. Okay, you do that. Um, I liked Eminem's verse much better. Uh, but Wayne's verse is good. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just that, like, it didn't, like, nothing, like, this is, is memorable why to me. Mr. Carter says shit like, put a dick in their mouth. Yeah, fuck what they say. Okay? Because people say this type of stuff. Hater. I'm not. I like Lil I'm, Wayne. I'm, I really I'm, do. I'm just being a shit. Uh, but, yeah. Anyways, uh, so I found, like, Eminem's verse was, like, you know, he did a great job. And it was harder. Um, and, you know, about how, you know, he's been through shit. Um, and like the music industry is hard, but they're, they, you know, they're keeping on and, uh, you know, I, so I think it is about, you know, if you're going to continue like what, you know, your story is all about. So I think that it, it's probably going to be about the music industry and dealing with that. Um, so I, I feel like M really spits hard on this, on this one. Like, I feel like he's just like pissed off and I think he was also trying to show off a little bit and be a, a little, little bit, bit better than uh, Lil Wayne um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna respond to that after I don't know if it's just in general but I feel like anyways it, he does a very good job um, and he's basically saying you know like for those who don't who or who didn't support him um, in his darkest times uh, he doesn't want their love now fuck the haters and that's just kind of what I got out of it. I, I thought this was a pretty nice song. Um, I really love the uh, mixing and, like, the the beat and how it all kind of, like, comes together as I am, again, a white person. Um, <laughs> and I did own that cassette uh, of Night at the Roxbury. So I gave this a 4.4 on 5. Okay. 
so first of all, let's respond to that Eminem and Lil Wayne's better. They're doing apples and oranges on this track. Yeah. I don't even think we can call like one better than the other because of that. Because they're stylistically no, being very different. Yes. And let's be real. If Lil Wayne was chopping, which is kind of what Eminem's doing, the fast complex flows, it wouldn't be like quite as good because I just it's not really like a, a Wayne move. I mean, I'm certain he can do it, but it would be like a whole, it would be like a Tech 9 song, which if you like Tech 9 is really cool. But I think the contrast here is what makes this stands out, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't really know it's coming. I remember when this dropped as a single, or probably I had the album at this point, or I don't remember. But um, this was the first Lil Wayne verse, second Lil Wayne verse. It was this or Drop the World. I don't remember which came out first, where I was like ensnared with Wayne. And I had a theory when I was young that M wrote Wayne's verse because it just seemed better than all the other Wayne mm -hmm. verses. Then I reviewed Wayne's albums and I said, oh, fuck, Wayne, Wayne's actually pretty good like this. But I love it. Like right off the beginning of Wayne's verse, throw dirt on me and grow a wild flower. Look at that, man. You throw dirt on him, the world's going to shit on him. Fuck that. He's going to grow and make something out of it. Yep. Inspirational. But it's fuck the world. You get a child out of her. Fair enough, man. When you fuck a girl... You get a child sometimes, and when you fuck the world, that's kind of what happens. Yeah, my life a bitch. You know nothing about her. Been to hell and back. I can show you vouchers. And that's fine. He's just kind of pointing out the context that his life has not been easy. I'm rolling sweets. I'm smoking sour. Married to the game, but she broke her vows. Aight? So that's a weed line because, you know, uh, rolling sweets, I believe, is a reference to one of the cigar brands. Smoking sour, like loud-ass weed dank shit as they say married to the game but she broke her vows oh see the whole core of this whole women part being hip-hop well that's true because wayne prop was going through his own version of this shit at this time where his fan people were starting to like turn on him and his ascent was getting weird yeah that's why my bars are full of broken bottles so his bars as in his lyrics are full of intoxication and broken shattered shit but literally his bars a bar and my nightstands are full of open Bibles, redemption and shit. Anyway, it's pretty cool. And then he flows on with some stuff. I'm not going to go through the middle part. It's pretty cool. But then he does get to uh, be good or be good at it. Yep. It's like you have to be a good person as in noble and proper or you better be fucking proper, right? Because you have to be the best if you're not going to be a goody two-shoes. And I agree with that. You cannot be like in this life if you're not willing. When I say this life, I mean non-mediocrity. You want to compete with the big boys, you got to be fucking fantastic because the big boys will knock you the fuck out. Then he goes, fucking right, I got my gun. Semi-cartomatic, get it? Because it's his gun. Mm -hmm. And it's anyway. automatic, yeah put a dick in their muscle i guess it's fuck what they say fantastic line i'm high as a bitch up up and away he'll come down in a couple of days okay you want me up in the cage then i'll come it's just the way he fucks with the flow like that it's so good you know got the world anyway his verse is fine i really think it's more about the flow his delivery the passion in his voice like you feel it you really feel his verse you know then whiny Eminem singing on the chorus it's a little too late like he's in that voice <laughs> i fucking love it uh you kicked me anyway you were right about the chorus there's nothing to go on there yeah but allow me to be abundantly clear okay do we it. had gotten forever and if you remember when we talked about that if you watched our review 
it was like the first time we had a fast m m verse and then again i don't remember if this or drop the world came first but one of those came and it's fast first and then you got this verse where it's like flow wise i'm alive again more alive than i have been in my whole entire life i can't see these people's ears perk up as i begin to spaz with the pen i'm a little bit sick of the most fit sh- shit's finna get thick again they say the competition is stiff but i get a hot dick from the shit nasty and i'm like <sighs> and like I mean, if I practiced it, I could probably do it better. I know I fucked up a couple times, but it was more to illustrate the point that, what the fuck? And he just goes <laughs> in, like, yeah. he just goes faster than that. He goes in and kills it. Like, like it's an adrenaline rush to feel the bass thump from the place on the way to the pocket. Not, but, uh, and I'm just like, it took me ages as a youth to be able to say it's an adrenaline rush that fast. Like, blew my mind when I heard this track. And on top of kind of just being ridiculously rhythmically complex it's just full of fucking bars as in interesting things when you think about it like they call me a freak because i like to spit on these pussies for i eat them so that would be like when you're performing cunnilingus and you want to give a little spit spit just to like dilute the flavor a little bit I'm, I'm, is that is that what it is i know in my anecdotal <laughs> experience spit on the pussy if it tastes a little funny it doesn't taste quite as bad that's all i'm trying to say mm-hmm. um and then you gotta eat that shit because you're a little bit of a freak uh but then it's also talking about how he raps better than other rappers and then uh man get these whack cocksuckers off stage where the fuck is kanye when you need him and that bar thanks to the genius person is really interesting because when they performed the track forever at the grammys kanye was not present hmm. and then in the next line snatched a mic from her from him bitch i'm gonna let you finish in a minute yet yeah, a rap was tight and that's in a reference to kanye snatching taylor swift's mic at the oh, things remember right, that right, had right, just right. happened of course of course and uh yeah that was gosh the music history is awesome <laughs> and then he's about to spit the greatest verse of all time so you might want to go to ba- back to the lab tonight and um scribble out the rhymes you were gonna spit and start over from scratch and write new ones it's like listen i'm gonna go rap so fuck your shit there's no point you're done and then he just goes in um some other classics is like cold-hearted from the day i bogarted the game my soul started to rot fellow so, you know, from the day he came in, he started to get more corrupt and whatever. And yeah, I'm not even in my harshest. You can still get roasted because Marsh is not mellow. And I'm like, did he just make a fucking marshmallow bar about destroying you? With his own name? Yeah, and he did. He did it quite well. And it was amazing. And then I'm toppling from the top. I'm not going to stop. I'm standing on my Monopoly board. That means I'm on top of my game. You're like, he's right. That yeah. is exactly what that means. Yeah. And it don't stop till my hip don't hop anymore. 2018, dropped an album. Oh, he's still hip hopping. Got it. Yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> anyway, I think this song blew my fucking mind when I was younger. And uh, I can't say I've listened to it as much as WTP, but it's right up there. I don't think I've stopped listening to this track since it came out. And I think it's quite incredible. It's had quite the lifespan in my music catalog and if you don't love this song i don't understand it but i respect your right to disagree with me anyway um now that we've oh as far as the story goes i mean he seduced the game but the game gave him back no love it doesn't actually this part of the story is not so deep once you realize what's going on here it's kind of oh yeah that's what happened but after the game gave him no love we understand what Eminem's love like has been like over the course of these seven albums. So we're quite aware that if you don't give Eminem love, he's addicted to that shit. And the truth is, we're going to explore some some more love stuff in Spacebound. All right. 
The one problem I'm facing listening to Spacebound in 2019 is it's been about five years since I've been in the right mind frame to listen to Spacebound. This is a song for the brokenhearted. It's hmm. a silent prayer for the faith. Well, I don't actually know the next line of that song, but um, this is what this is, man. It's like if your heart is smashed and this song comes on and you're like me and you can also relate to, you know, love the way you lie mm-hmm. and you understand turbulent shit and you're a little bit of a fall and more romantic and then it's all crazy when you hear like this track and it's just from the beginning man we touch i feel the rush we clutch it isn't much but it's enough to make me wonder what's in store for us it's like instantly we got trickiness to it from a flow perspective i really enjoy this the beats whatever um it's nice and airy and it's kind of spacey but man it's just it's lust it's torturous you must be a sorceress because you just did the impossible game my trust don't play games that'll be dangerous uh, man, I, I it's like he took the words out of my mouth whenever I'm falling in love with a girl right here. Like, anytime. To be clear, it's because I've been in a committed, loving relationship for like a half a decade with somebody who has new, beautiful hair. Um, <laughs> she's wonderful. But like, it it does make it a little hard to be in the same like frame of mind because yo when i first heard spacebound i'm heartbroken i'm all over the place and so when you get to lines like and love is evil spell it backwards i'll show you and he says evil he doesn't say evil (laughs) (laughs) but you're like okay i mean um, officially that is the corniest lyric in his entire catalog he has nothing cornier than that lyric but you know what do you know how much i love it do you know how many times <laughs> I have been like, love is evil, spell it backwards, oh, I'll show God. you. Nobody knows me, I'm cold, walk down this road all alone. As I'm ill in my own little world. And I know this track by heart, I'm not even going to lie. Um, but yeah, like, don't ask me why I have no love for these motherfucking hosts. Blood sucking succubuses, what the f- And like, honestly, the rhyming is on point it's immaculate everything syllable for syllable matches but it's also like this crazy fucking super emotional song breaking down the turbulent motions of a sucking at being in relationships Mm -hmm. and b not wanting to fall in love while falling in love and shit and then uh you get the you take my breath away you're a supernova and i'm a space and then the chorus kicks in and you're like oh eminem you and your little link into the chorus corny (laughs) shits here And then you get that, like, second verse, the relationship's in. You're an obsessive type. You're willing to do whatever. How to whatever it takes. When I'm with you, I get the shakes. And, you know, he goes through it. My body aches. When I ain't with you, I have zero strength. And, like, if you've ever really been infatuated to that level of this person's your whole world, that's kind of what it's like, you know? When you're with them, you're in love. You're enlightened. Everything's ready to go. When you're gone, you're sitting there going, I can't believe she's at her mom's house for three days in Easter and her cats are fucking harassing me. Oh, that was a couple days ago. No, I'm kidding. No, but like when you're gone and it's like, damn, I feel like a part of me is missing. Now, if you're in an immature version of that relationship, it can be quite disastrous. You know, I I know I have literally sat there and given up entire days staring at my phone, hoping somebody would like text me. and, And then when they're with me, I feel like there was one girl I dated where I swear my entire life was her life. Like, I didn't have a life outside of her and shit, you know? You get so into it. And then it flips the idea. Like, why do we say that until we get that person that we think's going to be that one? And then once we get them, it's never the same. You want them when they don't want you. Soon as they do, feelings change. 
And then you're like, damn, that's also super fucking honest, right? Like, if you're in that infatuation world, you often you often have no idea that the girl likes you as you're busy chasing other girls and then all that other crap. It's kind of yep. twisted. Most of us who think that nobody loves us or wants to play with our peepees has a girl that wants to play with your peepee and you're too dense to see her probably because you want a supermodel. And that's usually how that shit works. Yep. Um, and then... One of my favorite lyrics on the album is, it's not a contest, and I ain't on no conquest for no mate. I wasn't looking when I stumbled onto you. Must have been fate. But so much is at stake. What the fuck does it take? Let's cut to the chase for the door shuts in your face. Promise me if I cave in and break and leave myself open that I won't be making a mistake. Kazama. And then what he's saying there is... I have now laid down all the bullshit in my past to you. And I don't want to do this. I don't think it's there. But unfortunately, I'm not trying to to date you. And uh, I don't want this because of my past. And it's scary and it's awful. And if I happen to let you in, don't make it a mistake. And sometimes if you let them in, they stick around for half a decade. Um, Sometimes they don't. I'll give you that. But sometimes they do. In Eminem's case... After a year and six months, it's no longer me that you want, but I love you so much it hurts. Never mistreated you once. I don't know. That line doesn't seem like it's that. Everything else about this doesn't, like, let's talk about this from the perspective of being towards a woman. It's a little bit non-believable that Eminem never mistreated her once. It's it's just a little nod. Wow. But if we talk about hip-hop... Yeah, that's true. If we take this whole thing and put it into the perspective of, like, hip-hop or how people treat his albums and shit. Okay. I don't know. I see this as a love song because I've related to it like that. And this whole idea of, like, how the album kind of crafts a bigger narrative. And well, this it could a- be both. I mean, I think that it, it's definitely both. And I and I think it's definitely both. And I, I do think this one might be a little bit more about say like Kim or women in general and actually be more in touch because this does sound like sincere Eminem in this regards Yeah. but it also um, kind of sounds like it could be like after hip hop gives you no love and you're going through that turbulent relationship with it you end up snapping you know and uh, this this last verse I've got like whole choreographs and shit to it like if I ever perform this live I'll tell you how it goes so I poured down my heart uh, out to you let down your my heart swear to god i'll blow my fucking brains in your lap and die in your arms i don't want to go there yet because you're kind of there and you know you're now you're like really into it and you're like freaking out and you, you're building up you won't even uh then uh you drop to my knees and i'm pleading at this point you're supposed to drop to your knees if you're performing this i'm trying to stop you from leaving you won't even listen so fuck it i'm trying to stop you from breathing i put both hands on your throat I sit on top of you squeezing i mean it's kind of violent it's, it's not about you so i snap your neck like a popsicle say in a possible reason i can think i'd let you just walk out of this house and let you live and he's now basically strangling the chick and freaking yeah. out like oh you don't fucking love me whatever typical eminem i can think uh to uh i can to stream down both of my drinks now i let you go and just give and you're like whoa he just let her go he's not actually gonna kill her and before i put that gun to my temple i told you this and then you hear a pop and i can fall on command and if i'm performing this live i'm fucking putting a gun to my head popping it dropping to the ground and doing the bridge on the fucking floor <laughs> i'm not even playing that's how you fucking perform people I if guess. you can if you can do yeah. that without looking stupid it's ill i know how to fall on command <laughs> um 
than that chorus where I really think he's singing a hip hop who in a sense the critics all these people have turned their back on him in a sense and I would have done anything for you to show you how much I adored you but it's over now it's too late to save our love just promise me you'll think of me every time you look up in the sky and see a star Kazama and then it flows into the hook one last time um, so it could be about any relationship yeah like literally any relationship but it could also be about Eminem's love for critics and shit and he has never loved them since. <laughs> it's yeah, not that he yeah, ever loved them. Fair. But I mean, I do think his relationship with hip hop's not really been the same. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't think he's felt like he belongs quite like he used to after this. And I don't know. Either way, this song, if you're if you're pining over a lady, if you're feeling a little heartbroken, to me, it's one of the best. You can't you can't cry to a girl better than Spacebound. And I mean, there's probably a few better ones out there, um, but this is high up on my list. It's five on five. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, talking about, you know, falling for, you know, a lady and how dangerous it can be for him to, to open up and trust. Um, and, and he, you know, he's kind of professes that he's no good with women and, you know, he does a he doesn't like when they toy with his emotions, and that seems to be what happens. Um, and I really wasn't a fan of the chorus, uh, the Steve McEwen or whoever was singing. I it wasn't for me. That's okay. You can close your mouth. Uh, <laughs> so when um, the relationship when I, when the relationship stops being great, um, you know, and he she starts liking him less, and the, he loves her more, but just because he's kind of trying to like cling on to her and hold on to her and not let her slip out of his, you know, grasp. Um, and then you know she's about to leave, uh, and he like really just can't deal with that. Uh, so he you know goes to strangle her, and uh, then he shoots himself in the head, and that's kind of how it seems to be. He kills her, and then. He kills himself. So I, no, he lets her go. Does he let her go? I thought yeah. that he... Okay. And then he goes, um, uh, Tears damage down both of my cheeks. Now I let you go and just give. Okay. And before I put that gun on my temple, I told you this. See, I still... Like, I don't know. I suppose it could be or, or it couldn't be because it sounds like he just, you know, lets her go, like, after strangling her. Well, he's strangling her, and I feel like he's on the verge of killing her, and your right. expectation is, and then, or maybe, maybe he does kill her. Maybe you're correct. I, I don't know. I, I mean, see how you're saying he could, like, he's done it. He's let, he's killed her. She's dead. Now he lets her go. And I can't see what you're saying. But I mean, it could be that as well. Maybe he like lets mm, her go, and you know, just because it's, you know, abuse. You know, he's gonna keep going back and doing that or something. I don't know. Um, but I guess not if he kills himself. So I don't know. Um, but anyways, like that relationship and everything is over now. And, you know, he was basically so obsessed with her um, that he couldn't live without her. And that's why he, you know, he kills himself or whatever or kills both of them. Um, you know, and basically, you know, he, he would do anything for her, even die for her. And look, he did it. Um, so it's the usual sort of like relationship issues that we get with, with him um, a little bit. Um, you know, he always, he doesn't have like the best easygoing relationship, it seems. Um, or, you know, his, his main one with Kim, I think it was like the main catalyst for a lot of things. Um, but it's not a bad song. So I give this a 4.3 on five. I just realized there's a music video and I know I saw it as a younger person, but I completely forgot to watch it to watch this one. 
I did watch the Not Afraid video, and I wanted to comment that it's kind of fucking hilarious when he jumps off the building and then gains superpowers, starts flying, and smashes up all the windows like he'd seen Iron Man and said, I want to fly. <laughs> and he's fucking Eminem, so he can. Yeah. And so he did. And it's so, it's so corny but awesome at the same time because he's not afraid to be corny. Um, but I don't really remember this Spacebound video, so let, let us know what you thought of it since, well, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, anything else on this one? Uh, no. Did you ever watch that that movie, Cinderella Man? I did not. So Russell Crowe and Renee Zellweger perform together in this boxing movie? It's Renee know. Zellweger? Yeah, I looked at the cover. Hmm. Um, but I did not see Cinderella Man, the movie. And when I was a youth, I was not the biggest fan of Cinderella Man, the song. Um, how do you feel about this one? Um, I mean, I like the beat. It's, uh, you know, it kind of comes in. It's more hyped up than the last couple of songs. And it seems like to be like a good song for like stomping to or like, you know, doing something like repetitive like that. Um, something loud um, and has made like a couple of references to like his last album that maybe wasn't so great um, has has gone through things you know he talks about you know that he wasn't doing great back then but he's back and he's ready to be the best that he can be and he's go he has to be the best and like you know this is sort of his reality and realizes that he came close to death um, and is thankful that he's still here, that he's still present, um, and he's not going to waste that second chance, basically. He's, he's going to impress you. He's, you know, he's going to impress us. Um, and he talks about, uh, he mentions proof near the end, um, as well. Uh, so again, like the same sort of thing, like he's shouting out his buddy, and, you know, that passed away and everything. So, um, I, for me, like the, the beat was the best part of like this whole song, um, and then again, like the message is, you know, he struggled, um, but he's back and he's stronger than ever and he's going to continue and he's going to, um, uh, be there for us. So I give this a 4.35 on five. So like, I mean, in the movie Cinderella, man, Russell Crowe's a boxer who does a comeback. So Eminem clearly likes that kind of a comeback story and it's in like an underdog that. kind of story too. This also features the infamous Kobe the same Kobe mm. from the other song. Um, I, I, here's the thing about this track. I tried... I think it's really well made, and I respect the rap, and I think the production's pretty good and all of that, but I fucking can't get into it. Like, I had so much trouble. Like, I don't like the hook that much, or, like, the Cinderella, man, Cinderella... Okay, whatever. Or even, like, the... the who can catch lightning in a bottle, set fire to water? And it's like, fine. Coming out the nozzle on the firehouse, flyer and swatters. Cinderella man, Cinderella man, Cinderella man, Cinderella man. Oh, fuck, shut up. <laughs> and then the beat's really weird. Like, I feel like this is a love or hate it beat. You either really love it, and it's a hard beat, and it's very impressive the way that he hit this beat. And it's cool. And then he's got like this good flow to it. Like there's a storm coming that the weatherman couldn't predict. I start to bug prick. You better flee because I get ticked. It's a wrap. I was down when I was down. I was kicked. I get up. I'm back to punch you to the ground. You trick. It's a trap. Fuck my last CD. The shit's in my trash. I'll be goddamn if another rapper gets in my ass. And I'm like, okay. So evidently this is just kind of like the past is there. I'm fucking coming in. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to 
take over. Other rappers aren't competing at my level. And I think you're right. This is like after going through its little turbulent love relationship with mm -hmm. hip hop that we just went through, right? Yep. We have Eminem almost being like the champion, returning to the ring, ready to go, you know? And that's Kill what it. we're getting here. Like, I'm destroying your livelihood. I ain't just hurting your rep. I catch a flow and get going. No remorse. I'm showing. Ain't slowing for no one. Knowing there's nothing you can do about it. Zero in on the target like a marksman. The target is you. It's very clear. It's not like even like the crazy. I don't actually think it's like the craziest amount of bars and shit. I think it's just this straightforward fucking slot. Like, don't get me wrong. I shut your lane down, took your spot, parked in it too. You know, like I shut down the way you rap, your mumble shit, whatever. Now I took your spot as the best and I parked in it because it's like a, a car. Like, it's cool. But it's very straightforward. And then. I just really, like, I really can't get into it. So it's not like I have bars that just popped into my head. I mean, I don't, the only thing that really, like, I remember is we'll make no more mistakes, shit. My potatoes baked, homie. The veggies on my plate can fly. My filet is smoking weed. Yeah, faggot, the steaks are high. I'm like, okay, it's all right. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I feel like... I just don't have a lot that I like in this song and I'm certain that it's actually really good in terms of all the same level of quality puns like I'm his spitting image I mirror it when I stand near it your pussy lyric I cunt hear it get it because mm -hmm. cunt and pussy but it's like <laughs> I'm also not like into it like I was with the other ones and I feel like if the beat doesn't catch with you do you really want to take the time in to hear about all the good stuff? And I know I'm a reviewer and all that shit. And so I'm saying that, I don't know, like it's a 4.35 to me, which to me isn't as great of a mark because objectively speaking, I recognize all the quality points of the production of the way he hits it. And I realize that the things I don't like about it are stylistic, not because they're actually bad. And I can see how this might like really be a fun encouraging like go to the gym you know pump yourself up track or I whatever guess. i don't know about the gym but like <laughs> i pump yourself up and go fight keep on pushing song but it just doesn't hit like that for me so whatever it's like a good song i can't get into that's fair which is definitely not how i feel about the next track 25 to life hells yeah I feel like this is the third time I'm saying this on this review, but somehow 25 to Life has also had a pretty hefty life play through in my last decade. Oh, yeah. But less so than the other ones. But, like, 25 to Life is one of the first songs I spot I plussed when I got Spotify because, like, I really like it. Hmm. I think the hook is beautiful. There's something to it. Like, just too late for the other side caught in a chase, 25 to Life, and he just, she just repeats it, and it's, it's, it's nice, right? Like... Mm -hmm. It just gives you the sense that you you can't stop. You're committed to this. It's almost like the crime is done and you're stuck 25 to life. And if you think about it, at this point, Eminem starts rapping in like the 80s. I mean, starts rapping as a teen and shit. And right. I mean, I believe there's recordings as late as like, you know, the late 80s. So this might be like 25 years into the game for him. Yeah. Right. That's true. Right? On top of that 25 to life, it implies you, this is it. You're not getting out. You're not whatever. It's just your chase. It's just you're stuck with it. And so if we go to the back to the story, right? So Cinderella Man kind of makes sense. After your turbulent relationship shit, you 
pick yourself up, you bounce back. And so we can look at seduction, no love, space bound as kind of like the part of his career that was literally just the release and relapse and how people treated it like seduction. It's weird. I'm trying to come at you with this new thing. It doesn't work. No love. It's not fine. The industry turned its back on you. Space bound yeah. is turbulent. Cinderella man fighting back. 25 to life is this like intense track where he comes in and it's almost like his commitment to the game and he's almost tired of motherfuckers questioning shit about it, right? And I mean, I also think it's a little bit about Kim and a little bit explaining why they're not together, right? Because they aren't necessarily together, but it, uh, it kind of just starts off like I don't think she understands the sacrifices that is made. Maybe if this bitch had acted right, I would have stayed. But if I already wasted over half my life, I would have laid down and died for you. I no longer cry for you. No more pain, bitch. You, I know, like you think about that. I really believe this is about Kim, but it's also about hip hop, right? At the exact same time, those lyrics apply to both those things. Bitch, you took me for granted. Took my heart and ran it straight into the planet, into the dirt. I can no longer stand it. Now my respect, I demand it. I'ma take control of this relationship, command it. And the beat's picking up in the background. Mm -hmm. And I'ma be the boss of you, not God. I mean, and what I mean is that you, and I can feel the beat, is that you no longer let you control me. And you just feel like he's just gained assertiveness in this shit. And in a sense, he feels Kim was emotionally abusive. He feels hip-hop was emotionally abusive. And he's kind of fucking standing up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he gave up my life for you. I was devoted for you. This is how I get repaid. All the fucking things. Look at how I dress, whatever. I'm always rushing home, rushing here, rushing back to hip-hop. I don't even get to be around my kids practically. Yep. It's like I can't do anything else. I can't be anything else. And then one of the coolest lines, but you keep treating me like a staircase, it's kind of fucking step. I, I don't know why, but it's just so basic, but still so like, fuck you at the same time. And I think it really hits proper. Yeah. It's the fucking right before step. <laughs> um, I think it's just, it's just gorgeous. Like the, the flow is complex and fast and hits it up. He just carries you through these long verses, but like you just feel like he's pouring it out. Um, and you neglected me, did me a favor, through my spirit free you've set, put, but a special place for you in my heart I have kept. It's unfortunate, but it's, and then if you really think about it, he's not being mean, he's not being misogynistic at Kim, mm -hmm. but I think this is kind of the track. It's like, it's over in a sense. It's, it's kind of moving along or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then also... But she's always going to, you know, I think he says, you know, why it's 25 to life because, you know, she's always going to be a part of his life just because of, you know, his child. But even his love for her is always going to be there. Yeah. But then if we think about hip hop, it's almost like I'm done trying to win your respect. Fuck you. You're going to give me my respect because I deserve it. And after all of this, it's unfortunate that you guys feel like this. So we're caught in this. But then I think when it comes to hip hop, he's trapped in it. And it is kind of 25 to life. And then that second verse, man. I feel like when I bend over backwards for you, all you do is laugh because that ain't good enough. You expect me to fold, my, fold myself in half till I snap. And that's kind of how people treat Eminem to this day. Like, there is a part where the whole world expects so much out of that guy where he writes walks on water and we all laugh at him. And it's just kind of like, mm, yeah, that's kind of a weird move on everybody's part. Literally a song about how he's so scared of fucking failing to meet up to our expectations and we trash him for it. Yep. That's us, I guess. 
Uh, don't think I'm loyal. All I do is rap. How can I moonlight on the site? I have no life outside of that. Don't I give you enough of my time? You don't think so, do you? Jealous when I spend time with the girls. Why I'm married to you still? And it's like that line that was so weird to me until I realized it's about hip-hop. Because when I was young and denser, I didn't. And then it's like, it's true. Like, we don't even want to let Eminem be a father or go be with his kids. We're just so jealous that, like, he's not devoting it all to us, his fans, you know? But tonight I'm serving you our papers. I'm divorcing you. Go marry someone else and make him famous. So it's like, yo, go latch on to somebody else. Let them be your fucking puppet. And I think this is, again, in a lot of sense, I think this whole album's to critics, too. Like, specifically, there's an underlying theme of hip-hop critics, journalists and stuff. And he's like, fuck y'all, because he was their darling, and he did all these interviews. And if you look at, like, the 2000 beginnings of it, like, he was everywhere, and everybody loved him, and it was so fun. And now it's like, oh, so now like and maybe it's also the fans i don't know exactly who but it i feels... think it's just fame in general yeah i think it's just all of it and so he's like i'm done and then you can go make somebody else there take away their freedom like you did to me treat them like you don't need them and they ain't worthy of you feed them the same shit that you made me i'm moving on forget you oh now i'm special i don't feel special when i was with you and it's like it's crazy how he takes on almost the role of like a bat like what you would picture to be like a battered woman in a relationship leaving and just what she would say back to it's almost like the words he's heard women say to him and he's regurgitating it back to hip-hop and you know uh all i ever felt was this helplessness imprisoned by a selfish bitch chew me up and spit me out i fell for this so many times it's ridiculous and still i stick with this i'm sick of this but in my sickness and addiction you're addictive as they get evil as they come vindictive as they make them so i guess fame is a better way to do it yeah fame i like that's a cooler way to think what he's talking about Mm -hmm. And it's just powerful, you know. And then friends ask him why he can't leave because he's addicted to it all. And it's just part of his life. But then he gets to the end. But when you spoke of people who meant the most to you, you left me off your list. Fuck you, hip-hop. I'm uh, I'm leaving you. My life sentence is served, bitch. And uh, basically, this could be like in reference apparently to some of the top rapper list that was coming out and they stopped listing Eminem. So at that point, it's like, how? Like, just cause dude hasn't dropped an album in a bit, it's like, how are you gonna cut him off the list or whatever, yep. right? So I get where he's coming from and then it just kind of ends and you're left with this like really powerful song that is super reminiscent of that common song, I Used to Love Her. Yep. I definitely think Eminem was inspired by Common on this track. That's my thoughts because I'm pretty sure Eminem would have heard that album back at one point or another. Um, but I really love this song. I don't know if it's as good as I think it is, but I believe this is one of the best tracks on this album, and I give it a five. I think it's really fantastic, really mm. well put together, really honest, and also like the kind of song that I think every fan needs to really stop and think about when they expect things from the people they're fans of. Yeah, that's true. Like, even if you buy the album, even if you go to the show, like, they're still humans. And I often think, if you especially look at all the cases of celebrities who get pushed too far, or look at Britney, (laughs) you know? Look at the fact that Britney's fans created a whole fucking conspiracy this year about her just because XYZ reason. Fuck the fans, you know? Like, 
and uh, leave I mean, Brittany alone. Fans of this show are awesome, though. But like, if you guys get weird and fanatical, don't be super shocked if I ignore you if you stalk me. Like, I'm just, I'm not <laughs> trying to be like rude or whatever. I mean, I appreciate support and a lot everybody at these comments and stuff. But like, like. Go find me a YouTuber that popped, we'll say, that doesn't have a story of some motherfucker stalking their house and shit, too, right? There's some scary, scary stuff out there that kind of comes along with fame and whatnot. And there is a part of me that is super okay with this taking as long as it's taking. And maybe I hold myself back a bit because I'm afraid of what comes with the fame. I mean, every one of my heroes was brutalized by the public to a point where they're maybe shells of who they used to be so it makes me wonder like i guess like is it worth fame is, is any of it really worth it yep at the end of the day is there a middle ground that is better than fame that you still sustainably create or something like i don't know so sounds like this have often really stuck with me for reasons like that anyway five, five on five hmm yeah, um, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll just sort of quickly sum it up a bit. Um, you can take your time. Well, I mean, I feel like you went through most of it. Um, you know, he's always he's dedicated to her, whoever her is, um, but she hasn't been good to him, has been abusive, you know, same sort of thing. Uh, dealing with the realities of fame, like I said, I think that's just what this is. Um, and I think that he, he felt like crap, like he felt, you know, what he was doing was... You know, because of the music, because of everything that he dedicated himself, he didn't feel very good. And, um, you know, he's kind of saying, like, I, I can't just walk away from this. Like, this is something that he's dedicated, you know, 25 to life to. You know, it's either going to be a, a forever thing or, you know, it's going to at least be 25 years. Because um, I think that's where he was at. Um, and as good as hip-hop is, it has caused him a lot of hurt and a lot of frustration um, just because of like the way that he gets treated by everybody, um, you know, by fans, by you know maybe the producers, by, by um, you know like the you know, management people, um, you know, and maybe his friends, you know, his family. Everybody has you know changed the way that they treated him. Um, although listening to like his first album, I can't really say that he was living with like wonderfulness to start with. Um, but, um, I feel like it is interesting how he kind of makes it, like, vague, and I feel like until, like, the end, and then he kind of makes it hip-hop, like, so you, you kind of understand that that's kind of what it is, um, and, uh, I don't know, I, I get it, I understand what he, you know, was going through, and I think that this is what a lot of people go through, um, if not all people who are famous go through, um, struggles, um, because of the fame that they have. Um, so I give this a 4.25 on 5. Everyone is entitled to give the grades that they would like to give. Mm-hmm. Is something I should be saying. Although I don't agree with your 4.25. Do you think that they're so No, 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 no. no. We're going we're gonna to have to stop here. Okay, okay. That's, that's what I'm saying now. So here's the thing. There are still seven more songs for us to go through because we, we decided to, to go through the two bonus tracks that are coming up. Mm-hmm. I believe that, all things considered, uh, the two bonus tracks may not get as much attention, just just a little assumption, as the other ones, in, in just because of quality, we'll say. Uh, but we're going to go through the rest of the tracks in part three 
Um, I don't know. Three-parter. It's just kind of what it is. Uh, And, yeah, I just think it's the best way to do it so that any one of these reviews isn't going to get, like, too big because there was almost no way to do this in a way that wouldn't result in, like, two-hour videos, which they don't seem to do as well as when we keep it to, like, 90 minutes or less. So, well, the the time is, is what we're trying to play with and see if it works yeah. but let us know what you think about the multiple part format if you have a preference or anything like that so far literally nobody has commented on having a preference but lindell lindell commented he said i'll watch regardless so yeah, it was good <laughs> but not helpful in that regard um but let us know in the comments what you think about any of this thank you for watching this for real it means mm-hmm. the world to us uh we'll get back to you at part three as soon as possible yeah let me know if you like my hair yeah, it's new. You can check other <laughs> videos to compare against. See what I'm saying? Click on other stuff. Yeah. Um, but let us know what you think for real. Your feedback helps shape the show and make yep. it better. So feedback helps. Um, feel free to hit that like button if you liked it. Hit that dislike button if you didn't. And subscribe to the channel for part three. More reviews, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, special thanks to the patrons. This is me, I'll get down. See Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Coney Spires. They do to support what we do. Helped us get a new camera. Helped us distribute the podcast podcast to more places so now it's going to be on spotify and itunes and apples and all the other places yeah, that pop cool. people podcast there's lots of them so we're there now not everything yet but it's it's migrating which means holla at us up on the social medias follow us on uh twitter and like us on facebook so that if you do prefer to watch us on a thing that's not the platform that's youtube you can find out when the new stuff drops because we're going to post it there and then you'll just like kind of know it's on everything so links to all the everything's in the description yep um and yeah the patrons get to tell us what albums to review too so like next week it's going to be a linda williams request um and they're going to help pay for our website so like all these things really are going to help us a lot and it means the world that like people support us like that it's real ogs all i'm trying to say <laughs> Um, I also dropped an album last week. I make the rap music myself. Um, so you can check that out and let me know what you think about it. It's called The Alternative Grind, and I, I like it, so maybe you do too. Yeah, it's not too bad um, if I do say so. Um, anyway, thank you all again. So before we depart, live long and prosper. Bye, guys.